At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Visa's Primetime Action, hour number two on a Friday night. Forgive the distraction. Try to take in little Brooks Kepka in the U.S. Open. Kepka birdies and is now back to two under, so he's even for his second round. Three behind co-leaders Russell Henry. Excuse me, Russell like Henley and, uh, and Richard Bland. Yes, a little golf them. clap for those of us who have uh, Brooks Kepka tickets. Golf clap from Kelly. Uh, Kelly, uh, not a golf clap for the foul trouble of the Philadelphia 76ers, though. Oh, man, and now the other Curry I just saw grabbing his shoulder. Yeah, look at this. Oh, boy, he's grabbing his arm. What did he go for, 37 points that last game? Yeah, not his shooting arm, though. Should not his shooting arm. Yeah. No, just right. disrespect him with the other Curry? The other Curry. The other, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think Seth would take offense to that no. either, okay? I, I, I won't apologize for that one. There's uh, a lot of talented Currys, that's fair. <laughs> Current scored 20-10 to 10 Hawks. Uh, a little under six minutes remaining in the first. The Hawks now three-and-a-half-point live favorites, 226-and-a-half is your live total over a major league baseball Mets and Nationals scoreless bottom of the third if you wanted to hop in live Nationals minus 230 Mets plus 185 and six and a half the total uh Yankees and A's tied up at two now top of the fourth inning no live numbers currently up the uh Orioles have a one nothing lead over the Blue Jays top of the fourth uh, Blue Jays minus 150 still uh, live though still Orioles plus 120 and seven and a half the live total Pirates all over the Indians early six to nothing top of the fourth if you wanted to get in live on Cleveland you can get 11 to one uh, 11 and a half is the live total Braves with a 2-1 lead over the Cardinals Braves minus 300 live I'm guessing they've got maybe someone in scoring position. They have the bases. No, 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 no. no. Wrong game. Oh, no. Okay. Someone just went hit a hit a home run. That's why. So uh, <laughs> okay. Someone there just we went and hit yeah. a home run. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, the hockey game here starting soon. Uh, that will be starting in just a few minutes. Golden Knights at the Canadians. Uh, we've got Golden Knights minus 175 at DraftKings. Canadians plus 145, and total set at five and a half. I have the Canadians for the series before the series started. Uh, north of $3, got them after game one. North of $6, actually just shy of $7. Um, had them in game one and game two, so split those obviously, but made money because both of those were plus money. Uh, I did not get a round to playing them here in game three, though I am searching now to see if it is still available to me. I'm doing a show, so kind of yeah. forgot. No, it's fine. Yeah, kind of forgot to get there. The brothers Curry are the only kind of Curry I like, actually. I don't do I don't do Curry. Not, not a fan of no, Curry. No, otherwise, no. do you no. do Curry? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, on like occasion. Curry. I don't, on occasion, I don't do yeah. Curry. I'm, I'm with you, Daniel. I, never, I, I watch Seth yeah. play. That's all the Curry I need in my life. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm with you, Daniel. On occasion, it's not a go-to on a nightly basis. But on occasion, yeah, you get it. Oh, you I'll have do some to be Curry. In the mood for some Curry. It's like a two, three times a year type. Is that a two or three times a year type thing? Yeah, and yeah. it's also if you're near a good spot, of course. Can we uh, can we talk about golf here for a second before we get to Jujitsu? Because mm-hmm. I want to I want to get to him and talk uh, NBA, and maybe we'll uh, we'll pepper him with some NFL questions that you and I answered yesterday at the end, a little rapid fire thing. Um, but uh, here's the deal: 
this golf tournament, obviously, um, a whole bunch of intrigue. And here's Brooks Kepka, by the way, teeing off. I believe this is the 14th hole, and that looks to be right down the pipe. Love the tracker, by the way. Don't you love that? Uh, oh, he's going to be on the uh, – no, he didn't get on the fairway. He's going to be in the uh, the rough on the right side of the fairway, so he's having trouble there. But Kepka is, is, uh, is three back. Again, it is Russell Henley and Richard Bland. Uh, Bland in the clubhouse. Henley still on the golf course, both 500 for the tournament. No one is running away with this, that's for sure. No, and that is uh, – that's actually – Pretty fun, I think, yeah. for for us on the weekend. And when you look, I mean, listen, there's still some really big names that are all we call it lurking here. We do on primetime action. We call it lurkers. Lurking. And so, you know, we got some lurkers. And Bubba Watson goes out, shoots four under today. He's sitting T four. John Rom didn't have a huge round, only one under, but didn't have to. What he's done over the last couple of days by going two under, one under, has him sitting T4 as well at three under. Xander Shoffley, who's actually still out on the course, but he's still up there as well. Scotty Scheffler, another guy who's played super, super well this year, is is right in the mix of everything. I mean, Bryson goes out today, shoots 69, finds himself at even par. That is, I think, still within striking distance in this tournament. Let me ask you some questions that I asked of uh, of. Uh... Matt Humans this morning. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. MSG Plus and Beyond, however you're taking us in tonight, we appreciate it. Here are our Twitter handles, uh, Beating the Book. For me, Matt Brown, M2. For Matt, Daniel Alvari, A-L-V-A-R-I. For Danielle and Kelly with an E before the Y, VEASAN. Kelly VEASAN for Kelly Bidlin. Uh, always appreciate the feedback on the show. Uh, we appreciate humor more than anything. So as long as it's witty, oh, we love that. Yes. Uh, but back to uh, you saw Matt Humans, who's the senior editor at Vista and also the host of My Guys in the Desert at the Vegas Stats and Information Network. I asked him this morning a series of uh, of golf questions, and one of which was of the lesser name brands that are towards the top of the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And it's the same couple names now that it was this morning. Henley and Bland were the ones that I brought up. Henley and Bland, the co-leaders, as it turns out at this moment. Um, names of that ilk, like what is sustainable? Who is sustainable? Any of those guys? Cabrera Bayo, who's two shots back. Patrick Rogers, who's three stri- uh, three shots back. Uh, any of those guys? Yeah, I mean, there's like, you know, Kevin Strillman is a guy that, Kelly, I don't bet because I always talk about win equity and, and yeah. you know, like, but if if we go strictly and I, I go like off these models that I that I run, he is always in the top twenty five of of the models that I run, right? He, he's and, made me some money this year for that for top twenties and stuff. Yeah. You're, you're right. And, and he's yeah. always in those and it's it's because he's kind of got just that those like steady eddy stats. He's not necessarily really popping in any specific one. Like he's not just this awesome whatever, but he's just kind of compared to the rest of the field a very consistent across the board type guy. And so when you look at him sitting in solo nine right now after 71 and, and then 69, you look and you're like, you're like, I mean, I could see him grinding. Cause I think what we've seen for sure. And, and Gil, you mentioned this is after we got off air yesterday. I mean, you, you said this is playing like a U.S. open. Yep. And so what we're seeing today, the best round on the course is four under, you know, uh, of, of today. Most of these guys, if we look at what, where they're kind of sitting, everyone's the, the quote unquote good rounds are two and one under, you know, I mean, it's going to be a grind. And so you look at these guys that are grinders and you know, maybe, 
maybe it's not going to take much more than shooting two or three under over the next couple of days to put you right in the mix come Sunday afternoon, you know? And so I, I think any of those guys in the top, I think, I think at even par or better, you know, maybe even, yeah. maybe even one over if you can go three under tomorrow and then get yourself at, at kind of at, at two under to, to kind of be in the mix there on Sunday. I think any of those guys are, are in it. I think Streelman's a good call of like those, the lesser known name guys, Gil. And I think that those, you know, like I, even when we talk about these guys and I know a lot of people out there probably don't know much about a Streelman or a Russell Henley, but they're not even comparable to a guy like Richard Bland. I, I mean, mm. we, we are talking Russell Henley has three wins, at least on the PGA tour. He's finished top 20 in every major at some point in his career. And I always know, I always took note of, of, Henley and his guy that um, I remember I played in our one and done. He did fairly well at the Honda Classic this year at PGA National. That was a tournament I used to cover a bunch. Very difficult course. So you, I, you was know, like I our one and done that I'm up two million dollars on y'all. By the way, yeah. like, <laughs> so while we're slipping in million, humble brags all night long, you know, like just you might as well. I mean, Danielle's already done it twice. You might as well. You know, in our one and done, we're doing where I'm up two million dollars on you and Gil. Uh, anyway, yeah. But I, I think Henley, like if you told me, if you told me that we woke up Monday and that he's the winner of the U.S. Open, yes, I'd be surprised. But I mean, I'd be way, way, way more surprised if it was Richard Bland. I'll put it that way. Forty-eight-year-old Richard Bland, uh, co-leader. The, the other question that I asked of uh, humans this morning was, okay, so let's go to the the bigger names, the elite names, and I'm not talking about Kepka or Shoffley or Rom because everybody knows those guys, mm. but. Also sort of lurking, and I, and I think I know which way you're going, Matt, because you might have a bet on one of them. Who are, who are some <laughs> of the, the names that are known, not the top-tier guys like Rom, Kepka, and Shoffley, but who are the, the known names who are lurking who we've kind of forgotten about here? Well, I am a, I am a huge Bubba Watson fan for the rest of this tournament, no doubt about that. I've got a 181-1 to one ticket on, uh, on Bubba Watson. Oh, oh, so man. I, uh, I'm a huge, huge Bubba Watson fan for the rest of this tournament. Ellie's dying. No, what, no doubt rough. about it. I'm Matt Brown. I got 181. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that my humble break? Oh, Gil's the only last. All right, all we need is Gil here. So uh, slip something uh, in, Gil, by the end of the segment. Find your moment. Yeah, I got nothing yeah. to brag about. Just, just by the end of the segment, just find uh, but, bad, I mean, I'm not really bragging about anything. The guys that got, we still have 36 holes to play. What's funny? Because Matt texted me that earlier, right out. I did a one and done this week. I do a, a one and done with some other friends, and one of my one of my friends took him this week and is so far behind in the one and done and hasn't used any big names yet. And I was crushing him for it. And then Matt <laughs> sends me this text of like, "Yeah, I got this money on uh, on Bubba." I'm like, "Oh man, well I hope I hope both of you do well." Well, I played seven. I play. I ended up playing seven outrights for the tournament. Um, Three look to be live, and I think the rest are probably dead. I mean, because I've got – I have Bubba, like I said. I've got Xander, and I have uh, Kepka. So those are the three that seem to be live. Um, there are going to be some guys that make the cut. Justin Thomas, I told you I was going to play no matter what. But he's – I mean, I guess, again, I mean, he's, he's one over. Maybe not. I mean, like – well, there, he can shoot four under so, tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I was going for. So Thomas is Thomas is one over, correct? Yeah. Uh, Justin Thomas is one over. Daniel Berger uh, threw eleven today. One over. Uh, even right now, Colin Morikawa threw thirteen in his second round, he, and he's on a tear this second. round. He is on a tear, and Bryson DeChambeau, who, by the way, we we should point out for those who were watching uh, primetime action last night, there was a moment last night where I looked up on the screen, Bryson DeChambeau was four over, and then you guys got to talking. 
and I couldn't find him on the leaderboard. And then Matt and I both spotted him mm-hmm. on online at six over. It was a glitch. He never got that low uh, or that high, I should say. So he's even for the tournament now through two rounds. I mean, that's the shambo. He's only five back. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that was that was odd last night. That was very odd with the score. Yeah, DeShambo twenty to one live right now. There's some interest. Like, if you wanted to tell me you wanted to hop on Daniel Berger at seventy to one right oh, now, are you I kidding me? Have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, that that is the bet that I think I will add. Come you guys tonight. talked about that when we did our golf draft. You guys said I wouldn't be surprised if someone wanted to add a, bur- a burger there. And now, seeing how far he's gone in the first two days. I mean, 70? You almost have to play that. The guys that I had kind of circled to hop in live was Xander. I didn't go I didn't go in pre-tournament like Matt did, and I'm not probably not going to be able to get a, a solid number on him right mm-hmm. now. Dustin Johnson was another name I had circled. I believe he's two over currently, so maybe stretching it a bit. To, to really think that's realistic, but 66 to one on a Dustin Johnson like that. I, I don't know if I can blame you for playing that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing here, so we see, so, so Bubba and whatever Richard Bland is go four under today, right? So we know that there are four unders to be had on this course. And so you look at a guy like we're talking about, like, like a Justin Thomas, who is as capable as anyone to go four under. If he stays, let's just say he stays where he's at right now, and then we we wake up on Sunday morning and he's three under, and what if he's two or three strokes off the off the lead heading into the final round? Oh, yeah. I think you'd feel pretty good having a, a JT ticket at whatever his what's it what's what is his current price? What's his running price right now? Justin Tom is thirty five to one. You know, what's, like, what's Rory? Rory's Rory also one over. Forty to one. I mean, we didn't talk about it before the tournament. We didn't talk about him after round one, after round two, and he's 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 only one over. So, yeah. and, and the other thing about this is is there are good golfers. Just to show you, yes, there's four unders to be had, but Paul Casey four over today, right? Um, a guy that I was all over that's going to lose me a bunch of money. Shane Lowry was three over today. Like so, there are also three and four overs to be had. So these guys that are up at the top, it's not like it's oh they're definitely going to be in it. So that's why I think that this is still so 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 incredibly open and why Gil like you were kind of preaching that hey man play some of these live markets and and oh, yeah. and whatnot I mean we did not even talk about Bubba yesterday like like he wasn't even a guy that we brought up one single time he goes out and he goes four under today and now he's t4 on the board right now did anybody talk about Bubba Watson before this tournament started again I had one friend that was talking yeah. about him but that's it and so Matt, Matt made a bet on him, but yeah, well, of course we didn't hear him talk about this, it. Kelly. Of course, yeah, of course, he got a one or eighty-one. Um, so the other and the, and the third and final question I asked of humans, which I'll ask of you guys, which is of the guys who um, you know are barely going to make the cut or are going to miss it. So we'll talk three over and worse. Who's the most surprising of the big names to you? And I'll read you off some uh, some choices here. Patrick Reed, three over through two rounds. Adam Scott, three over through two. Hideki Matsuyama, three over through two. Patrick Cantlay, three over through two. Uh, then it gets, uh, well, and by the way, Mickelson and Fleetwood, by the way, three over, but they're still on the golf course. Uh, Fleetwood through 14, Mickelson through 12 right now in their second round. Sergio Garcia, three over uh, through two rounds. Uh, there's some big names who... They're just on the cusp here. By the way, Shane Lowry, who a lot of people talked about before this tournament, four over through 14, obviously not quite like the other names. Casey's four over through two rounds. Spieth, who I have in the in our uh, draft to miss the cut, he's four over through two rounds. 
Um, and so that, that's enough names. Uh, answer five over. It's Hatton. How did Hatton get so low? I mean, so bad at five over. I thought he was competing. Yeah, I mean, for me, there's three names that really stick out, and it's three guys that are going to be pretty expensive miscuts for me. But, uh, like, Kokrak going out and struggling the way as much as he did and as bad as he did, he's going to miss the cut most likely. I mean, he's at six, sitting at six over right now. He would have to just really light it up in his final few holes to get there. Will Zalatoris has been one of the most consistent guys on the entire tour all season long. Uh, he goes 75-74 back-to-back rounds. He is definitely going to miss the cut in, in this tournament. And then Tony Finau, yeah. who, who went out. And, again, we've talked about this before. It's like, yeah, he doesn't win, but he's always in the mix. Like, he is the he is the – he is the consummate lurker. He's always the guy that's kind of like, oh, okay, there's now. Like, he probably won't win, but just creep himself into the top ten yet again, top five yet again. And instead, he goes out, you know, 74 round one. He's four over today. So, again, he would have to have just a massive, massive stretch of holes to close out here to make the cut. All three of those are pretty surprising to me. Yeah, I think Finau, although, although I don't think you you or I were on Finau at all, right? No, I didn't play yeah, him, but, but like... But a lot of people on him. But point. I yeah. thought that he could certainly Great you know, do what he's been doing, yeah. the top 20, right? I mean, he's like he's kind of like that top 20-ish guy every, every, every single week. I just want to ask this about Finau, and I'm sure he's a lovely man. I'm sure he is. Uh, but for those of us who follow golf betting, he is, as, as Matt said, like Top 10, top 20, as you guys said, one that's one thing. And this is a course where you could make a case where he was going to perform very well. He has a course history here. Um, but the folks who keep betting him outright to win, the sort of banging the head against mm-hmm. the wall thing, can we stop with that, Mishugas? Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I, think, I do think that Matt and I can relate to getting really, really – you know, high on a golfer, and it's tough to quit him. I, I think Victor Ovlins, I think, is a great example. I'll tell you this. I was going to say – Vic might have reached that point. Uh, he, I think he officially. I think I've my burned my last time. outright dollar on Vic yeah. until that's he, a great point. Until he, uh, until he wins. Like yeah. he's a, and I'll still play him in the derivative markets and all the things like that mm-hmm. or whatever. But like you know, I think I burned my last outright. That, dollar that's a great point though because now this is coming from the guy who's taking the Diamondbacks tonight to break their losing streak. <laughs> so let me just caveat it there. <laughs> but like there are some of these golfers like. You don't get hero points for being the first to get it right. Yeah. Shouldn't you yes. sit back and just let it happen first and then be like, oh, okay, he's shown the ability to win a tournament. With now that, I'll consider With guys him. like Finau and Vic, you're probably right. I don't have a problem with – I have no problem with Matt's bet on Xander Shoffley this week. Where you oh, could, no, 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 I don't You either. could kind of make the same case for. Yeah. But I think that there's just a, a skill level difference. Um I mean, I, between, I think Shoffley's a better golfer than the other two, at least right now. For sure. So. And and it's like, and you look and, and, you know, Vic ran hot, right? And, like, we love the metrics and things like that and all that. But, again, like we we say, our, I mean, our, our models aren't everything. And we have, to, we have to use our brains as well. Like, we're not married to just whatever this thing spits out every time. And so. Um, Humility in your model. Yeah. It's such a huge thing. Yeah. And, like, you have to be able to just look at something and realize, like, okay, that's not necessarily telling the whole story right here. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you 
hundred percent on this. There, there are some guys that I will probably reevaluate pretty hard. Actually, like moving forward. The one that's a real one that's a real bummer for me. I, I mean, the Vic one, the Vic one is a bummer. But I think like we've kind of seen it coming a little bit, Matt. Where it feels like he's been boomer busty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recently. So that Paul Casey going four over today, and he's probably going to miss the cut one off the number. That that's, that's going to be a heartbreaker for me because I got yeah. I had a lot tied into him this week, and and he had a pretty decent round yesterday. He he was under par and then kind of dropped a couple shots at the end of his round uh, and then went four over today and he just put himself right in that situation. To, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything worse in golf, especially at a major, to be one, oh, one over that cut line. You know, I mean, it's where, especially we're in a tournament like this where the cut line, look where the, the, the big bunch of guys at the top of the leaderboard are at at four under, you're not that many shots off. I mean, three over, only seven shots off the lead in that situation. Well, eight with the lead right now. Billy put together a little run here, twenty nine to twenty five, as close uh, as, as it's we, been since six to two. Yeah, as we start the uh, the second quarter, live number Hawks plus one and a half. Oh, that because that is I'm seeing the future. Uh, it is about to be twenty seven to twenty nine. Um, and so uh, that Hawks is a a point and a half point and a half dog right now on the live line minus one fourteen on the money line. I like that the Sixers are giving Tyrese Maxey some run out of Kentucky. like to see that. Seth Curry having himself a game. 29-27, a 14-4 run, uh, to be specific. What were your first innings for the Sixers? Because we've had some runs in yeah. first innings. So were yeah, they good or you, were they bad? Thank you to Jock Peterson. Thank you for the no-run first inning. Nice try. Uh, that was a loser. But White Sox and uh, – <laughs> thank you, Jock. Thank you for that. Um, I shouldn't even try these no-run first innings anymore. I think my last – Four or five have been losers. Um, but was that the uh, Cubs and Marlins? It was, yeah. indeed. Okay. Uh, but White Sox and Astros, yes, run at plus money, no less. Plus 110. White Sox on the board in the top of the inning, 1-0. So 2-1 two, two and one yeah. on your first innings. Yeah, that's how we went tonight. Danielle Alvari, you are something else with these Guess bets. Guess what? That was the double unit and the plus money. We love to see that. Yes, we do love to see that. We do. It's, it's good to win. We love to see it from you as well. It's good to win. Congrats. It's good to win. Get that it's in the That's going to be on a robe. <laughs> Kelly announcing that's a house slippers, a robe, I want, yeah. a robe that will win. be available in the Beeson store coming up. 29-29 as we go to break. 10:03 left in the second. They ain't dead yet on Beeson's primetime action. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Go. Thank you, Danielle. All right, so 29-29 in Atlanta, 9.52 left in the, <clears throat> pardon me, in the second quarter. Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky, who didn't love him in, uh, in, in college. Four for four from the field. Uh, he leads the Sixers in scoring with nine. Seth Curry next with eight. So if you had the Maxey curry Kiniella right now at this point in the game, you are a winner. Uh, Trey Young leading the way for the Hawks with 11, um, followed by, in the point column anyway, uh, uh, Herter, who's uh, got six as well. So 29-29, Sixers with the ball, 941 left. 
Sixers trying to stave off elimination. Kelly Bidlin trying to win some futures plays, or at least keep his futures plays alive, I should say. Yeah, it's funny because with, with what – wow, nice air ball, Tobias Harris. Yeah, um, from point-blank range. Yeah, from point-blank range. Yeah, yeah the, uh, It's interesting to see what the 76ers are doing with some of the bench players – because you don't know how much of it is strategy and how much of is it foul trouble. with a foul trouble right. with Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, which you would kind of to tend to think that. Uh, man, I got our boy Bogey's got to get rolling again. He, he's had a couple of weak games here recently and not a good start tonight. Oh my either. god, One another four. air ball coming up from the Sixers. Two consecutive air balls. George Hill just missed the basket from three point range by about five feet. Yikes! Atlanta by two. Philly just couldn't take the Ben Simmons back in the ball game now with two fouls. He's got two fouls. Uh, he's got two. Tobias Harris yeah. has two. Yep. Both of them in the in the ball game with two fouls because uh, Doc Rivers is just going to say, "Hey, look, we got to do this." Trey Young floater, no good. Rebound, Dwight Howard. Sixers with a chance to tie or take the lead. Tyrese, stop, pop. Nope, can't do it. Anyway, that was my play by play. <laughs> Gil, did I hear you say that you were on the Diamondbacks tonight against the Dodgers? Yes. Can you tell me why? Yes, uh, I was talking about this earlier. A great question, a fair question. Uh, because, again, there is a reason, there's a quantitative reason why the Diamondbacks are so bad on the road. So this is the, the biggest thing about baseball is you you have to construct your lineup and the characteristics of each guy in your lineup to the dimensions of your ballpark and the characteristics of your ballpark, right? It's the only sport where you play in such vastly different venues, right? Football stadiums generally the same. Maybe the turf is different, but you get the idea. Ballpark dimensions are different. Pablo Sandoval for the San Francisco Giants is one value of a player. Pablo Sandoval playing in Fenway Park for the Red Sox is a completely different player. Why the Red Sox couldn't have figured that out, I don't know, but he's a spray hitter. It works better in a vast ballpark. So the Diamondbacks offense is constructed so well to their ballpark. Now, they still have a losing record at home. I'm not saying they're the 27 Yankees, but their WRC Plus, which is an advanced metric, Major League Baseball, it's really a catch-all stat to talk about the player's value and contributing to runs uh, and to the run environment. They're a far better team at home than they are on the road. They should have a better record on at home than they do on the road. And at plus 175, by the way, the money keeps drifting in on the Dodgers. You can get at plus 180 now. They have more than a puncher's chance tonight against Trevor Bauer, who has been struggling here three out of his last four starts. So if there was ever a moment to play the Diamondbacks, it would be this specific game to me at this price against this pitcher back at home. Right. That's I mean- my reasoning anyway. Now watch them lose, you know, ten to nothing. But I'm just, I'm just saying, that's for every play we make. And that's the other thing. I'm glad you asked, Danielle, because for every play we make here on primetime action, we don't, we're not just randomly choosing games. I didn't, I, I'm not doing it for the effect of, hey, look how smart I am if they won, right? I'm doing it because I believe this is. There's something that's not accounted for in the market. I don't think. I think people just think, oh, they're terrible. Okay, well, they are. Blanket statement. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I'm the first person to admit, maybe playing the full game was wrong. Maybe I should have played the first five because the Diamondbacks' bullpen is atrocious. Right? There's no there's no getting around that with analytics. So maybe I played it wrong, but I, for whatever reason, when I do my baseball handicapping, my reasoning always to play first five, that comes back to bite me a lot. And so for me, it manifests over a full game better. So I am, I am playing the Diamondbacks plus 175, but that's the point of this show is we're not going to just make a play and not give you a reason why. That's the reasoning behind it. Vegas on power play right now, about a minute 15 left in that power play. Uh, 
hooking was the call hooking. on the Canadiens player. And then a bit of something that's a little bit of uh, a little bit concerning here, uh, Kelly. The uh, Jazz just came out and said that they have no updates on Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell. Both questionable. Yeah, I saw, I saw a and couple of tweets. They're both going to go through pregame warm-ups, but their status is yet to be determined. Yeah, yeah I thought work. they would have by now said, okay, Mitchell's a go, and Conley is is a is a questionable. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> He's out of breath. Yeah. He's out of breath. Speaking of that, we'll see how it affects Prop Watch for that next on Prime Primetime Action. Looking to make some more golf bets heading into the weekend? Don't miss a special after-the-cut edition of the Long Shots podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds look ahead to the weekend at the U.S. Open and tell you who is worth playing and who is worth fading at Torrey Pines. The Long Shots podcast, available at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And now it is time for Prop Watch. All right, so Jazz uh, Clippers props here, but I'm assuming we're going to see a little bit of movement based on not knowing what's up with Donovan Mitchell uh, and, of course, uh, Mike Conley Jr. as well. Not sure if either of them is going to go. Still questionable as of right now. But uh, the points prop up here, 32.5 for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Paul George is 30.5. Bogdanovich, 17.5. Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris, all 17.5. I think what I read earlier, one of the most bet on props tonight, or at least slightly juiced to the over, was Marcus Morris over 17.5 points. So obviously going to need offensive production from someone uh, tonight. Sucks to bet into something where you don't know who's playing. Um, Is that your best prop advice? Maybe don't, <laughs> maybe don't bet this market when we don't know who's going out there. Danielle hates whenever we come in I and know. just poo-poo her like segments. And <laughs> so they're like, we're sitting here going, I was hoping we would have some sort sure. of clarity at this point. And them coming, it is a little a little bit nervous to me that, they're, that they didn't just say, okay, Donovan Mitchell's going to play. Conley, we need to see what he looks like in warm-ups. Like, if they're saying they need to see what Donovan Mitchell looks like in warmups, then do we just slam all the unders? Because like if he gives it a go, then he's like obviously yeah. like restricted, right? I mean, I mean, in an elimination game, he must be bad. Like, I mean, it must be bad. Like, I mean, there's always the question though: is it or is it just are you just playing gamesmanship? Games? Yeah, is it just gamesmanship? Let me ask you about. I'm kind of with I, Matt. I think I'm going to make a small bet on the under. It, it's still listed. They, they still have them listed at DraftKings. I, I mean, I'll have to check our books here in town, but um, I, I think I'm going to play a small bet on it. It's a big number, anyways. Um, I'm going to play the under on the points. Yeah, under on the points. If I can find it, I'm going to play it. I think I'm going to play it too. Um, under on Donovan Mitchell's points. Yeah. Under on Donovan Mitchell. I, I didn't play it this time around, but man, Reggie Jackson again. It's same, it's the same handicap as last time we talked about this. What uh, I. You, I don't know if Paul George is going to be able to do what he did last game. He's probably not going to be able to do as much. So when you immediately think of who else can score on the Clippers team, I right away my eyes gravitate towards Reggie Jackson. Marcus Morris has been getting it done for them. But right, the, the difference to me between Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson is Reggie Jackson is a guy that can create his own shot, create yeah. off the dribble. Uh, Marcus Morris is more of a catch-and-shoot guy. Um, so I, I still I, – I'm not playing it tonight. 
I got I got enough enough going on this game. But uh, I would still even at seventeen and a half, I would le- I heavy lean over to that for me. Um, and, and and Paul George, even though I'm saying I don't know that he can probably do what he did last game, I still think Matt. I know me and you kind of disagreed on this last time. I still think the only way to play that's over just because the volume on, just, on who on Paul George just because things have to run through him. Yeah, I, the, I think the one for me the. Marcus Morris threes at two and a half is interesting because so he's going to put them up. Yeah, it's just is he is he going to you know is he making them right? I mean he shot nine in the first game, shot under yeah five six where it's so he's going to put them up because again without without Kawhi out there he's kind of like. He he assumes he's the secondary scorer because like you can see when he gets the ball he's just kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm oh, shooting yeah, yeah. like like I, I'm gonna shoot. He had 16 field goal attempts in the in the, in the uh, last game. So I mean that one is at least a little bit interesting to me. I would have to see what the juice is one way or the other on it's that thing. Over two and a half at plus one thirty five on plus one. Games, so I'm getting plus one thirty five on over one seventy five on the under. Oh, I would play the over for sure. He's gonna shoot plus six or seven of them. Yeah. So. So can he go forty percent? I mean, like you know, you're talking for who there? Marcus Morris, three pointers. Yeah, yeah, he he went three for four last game, five for six the game before that. Then oddly had an over two night. But you're right, the volume's there. I mean, it's well, he's gonna have. But I mean, again, he, those games had Kawhi, right? Like, so there's no yes, Kawhi exactly. tonight. Yes. So like yeah. these are different games. It's yep. got It's gonna have increase. to. It's gonna have to increase. Well, Kelly. You liked the over on Reggie Jackson's points prop, right? 17 and a half. Uh, so, you know, I love the parlays, the player parlays. If you think the Clippers are going to win here, you can get yes on 18 points or more from him and the Clippers win at plus 285. Man, I, I would need man, I would need a much bigger number than that, yeah? I think. Yeah, All you're right. talking about a regular, right, Matt? Like, that's a regular point prop combined with a money line that's what? Almost $2 anyways? But we're at plus one... 25 plus 120. Okay, never mind. It's shorter than that. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't play. I'm, I'm also not like a. I'm, yeah. The, the game itself is very up in the air to me, especially. In terms of a side. It's, yeah. In terms of a side, especially yeah. with this Donovan Mitchell news. We don't really know what's going on, which, again, at the beginning of the show, for those watching out there on MSG Plus, I've got all these Clipper series tickets. I was planning on playing a Jazz Plus Money series bet here before the game, but that was all contingent on the health of Donovan Mitchell, which I might not really get to know until the game gets going. So I, I that plan might be out the window for me tonight. It might just be a look at it, look at hopping on the Jazz live a little bit to uh, to to create a sort of hedge situation. There. There's one player on on Prop Watch there that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, is the market accurate on Terrence Mann? Like, is it is it has it caught up to Ty Lue's realization that he should be playing Terrence Mann more and more and more? Man, it, man, <laughs> it, sure, yeah. it sure feels like that, right? Like every time, I mean, he is such an energy guy for them off the bench, but. Ah, I, I mean, again, the points have to come somewhere right. from the Clippers. And that was, you know, we were doing this two nights ago, and it was, okay, well, I'm going to lean over Paul George. I'm going to lean over Reggie Jackson. I'm going to lean over Marcus Morris. I know that sounds silly, but all three overs got there. So, I like, there are points that have to be made up. Uh, Gil, I, I, I think as far as Terrence Mann, it's it's probably still too early. Now, he did make the minutes jump for, um, I mean, game one he played eight minutes. Game two he played one minute. 
and then it's 22-15-26. So clearly the minutes are there. Uh, you know, the shots, though, it's 5-5-8 five, five, and eight the last three games. I mean, you got eight field goals. I don't, I, I don't think – I couldn't go over 9.5. You could, could not, not go over. I was, I was looking juiced, more at the PRA at Slightly juiced to the over on Terrence Mann, 9.5 uh, yeah. minus 127. But the Reggie Jackson and the Marcus Morris points prop, the over is even money. I took the under. I'm, I'm taking the under on Mitchell right now at 32.5. That okay. seems sensible. I wouldn't even be surprised if we could find a better price or uh, better number maybe in town here. No? Mm-hmm. Did you look everywhere? You probably did. I'll, <laughs> did we'll you do shop around that? <laughs> we'll do it at the break. <laughs> Atlanta 40. I'm doing what I can do, Kelly, <laughs> all right? We're, 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 we're having a show. We're trying to make bets. We're doing I, I'm, we're doing. I'm going to be with you, though. I will be under 32 and a half for Donovan Mitchell tonight. So every time the Sixers look like they're going to take the lead and they've had opportunities to do so, they can't get over the hump, and then Atlanta – gives themselves a little bit of a cushion. 48-42 Hawks. 45 seconds left in the first half. Um, Gil, that's 15 for Kevin Herter, who was a complete no-show last game. Yes. Gotta love Steve. University of Maryland. By the way, a three, though, to uh, cut the lead in half for the Sixers here. Just under 40 seconds now left in the first half. Nip and tuck in Atlanta. We'll come back. We'll talk some UFC as Trey Young just hits a 36-footer. I was trying to get in. On the way at Visa's Primetime Action. up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil. Thank you, Daniele. Um, Kelly, let's update everything with the uh, score at halftime now for the Hawks and the Sixers. We can uh, take a moment to update everything going around in sports. Yeah, we are at the half in Atlanta Hawks with a 51-47 lead. Halftime numbers on that game. We got Sixers 2 and 108-108 and a half. That is second half numbers. So we talk live numbers. You basically completely reverse those. That is Hawks minus 2. 206 is your live total. Uh, on the ice, we are still scoreless in Montreal. Uh, five and a half minutes remaining in the first period. Golden Knights minus 170 live. Canadians plus 140. Four and a half your live total. Mets and Nationals still scoreless top of the sixth. Uh, Nationals minus 130 live. Mets even money. Three and a half your live total there. Yankees up on the A's now. Three to two top of the sixth. Yankees minus 380. Uh, A is plus 290 and 8.5 the live total. Orioles up on the Blue Jays 2-1 to one, bottom of the 5th. Orioles minus 170. Blue Jays plus 140 and 8.5 the total. Pirates up on the Indians 6-1 to one, bottom of the 6th. Uh, no live numbers up for that one right now. Braves up on the Cardinals 6-1 to one, bottom of the 4th. If you are feeling the Cardinals, you can get 20-1 to one live. I don't think there's a lot of love out there, though. Cubs up on the Marlins, 1-0 top of the third. Cubs minus 190 live. Marlins plus 155 and 8.5 your live total. Twins leading the Rangers 3-2, bottom of the second inning. Uh, Red Sox and Royals scoreless in the bottom of the second. 
the Red Sox, minus 140 live, Royals plus 110, 8.5 the total, and the White Sox with an early lead on the Astros, one to nothing, bottom of the second inning. All right, and did you mention hockey as well? Uh, 0-0, Vegas Golden Knights, Montreal Canadiens against 0-0. Late in the first period, I did get in on the Canadiens just after the game started at plus 149. Again, I am uh, heavily invested in the Canadiens for the series as well. Scoreless. A dogfight in Montreal game I three. did I did all kinds of things. What did you so do? So I took the I took I did take the under on Donovan Mitchell points. Mm-hmm. I have now taken the Hawks as Hawks minus a point and a half on the game. Okay. And then well. we got under thirty two and a half. Yeah. And I'm gonna place that one in while you guys are talking to Jordan. Minus like, a point and a half, meaning they must win by six. No. For the game. For the game. Minus a point and a half. Okay. Wait, I'm confused. Hawks, Hawks in live minus one and a half, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hawks live minus one. Long, and a half. Live minus one. Yeah. And a half. Okay. All right. And what was the other one you did? Donovan Mitchell under, under thirty-two and a half. What'd you do, Kelly? What are you doing? I mean, I'm going to play Donovan Mitchell under thirty-two and a okay. half as well. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to while you are talking to our next guest. Everybody making bets. Oh, I think you want me to talk to our next guest, Jordan Sherwood. <laughs> everybody from. Uh, well, you can follow him on Twitter anyway, Wood on 106.3, uh, who is making moves in his life. Congratulations to all that's going on with you, Jordan. Um, mazel tov to you, sir. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, good to be uh, coming to you live from uh, Chicago this time around. No longer in South Florida, but uh, you know, happy to join you and talk a little MMA. I hope you brought a jacket. That's all I have to say from South Florida to Chicago. Hope you brought a jacket for later this year. I, I brought I brought several, and my wife's going to get a new wardrobe, so we're, we're in good shape. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, let's talk uh, UFC this weekend. Let's start with the uh, let's start with the prelims. Six fights on the preliminary card. What do you like, sir? Yeah, I'm going to go to the first one uh, on the board. There, Casey O'Neill is a uh, slight underdog against. Laura Procaccio uh, out of Nova Uniao, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, who is 1-1 one one in her UFC uh, career. Casey O'Neill is 1-0. Oh. I handicapped this fight as about a pick em. I, I think they're virtually identical. Maybe, you know, Laura's a little bit better uh, in the ground game with her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, you know, background. Casey O'Neill, I think, is a little bit harder of a puncher and a little bit better of a, a stand-up striker coming out of a Tiger Muay Thai. So, if I'm handicapping this as a pick Casey O'Neill is a big-time prospect. She was a heavy favorite in her UFC debut against a pretty notable veteran in Shayna Dobson, a minus-185 favorite her first UFC fight. So I'm going to play the money on Casey O'Neill, especially at that dog price, because I think that she could get either a late stoppage or a uh, unanimous decision victory controlling the fight on the feet. Let's head to the to the main card because I actually think there's some fighters on this main card that people are going to be pretty familiar with. If you've been watching for some time, a guy that has the same name as me, uh, Matt Brown, is going to be fighting on this card. Uh, been around forever. Uh, finds himself as a small dog here, Diego Lima. Uh, plus 140 is what we have right now over at DraftKings. Lima sitting at minus 177. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't really trust either guy. I mean, I love Matt Brown, and I love the other Matt Brown. Thank I mean, you who, so what, much. What, <laughs> what's not to love about a guy by the nickname of the Immortal who literally died on the emergency room because he overdosed, and now he's, you know, uh, he's got a career in the UFC. Um, and look, great Muay Thai, good striker. The problem that he's going to run into with a guy like Diego Lima is that he's a long, rangy fighter that's got a multitude of ways to strike. Uh, you know, uh, and, and and again, you know, a guy that that you know really 
not great anywhere, but good everywhere. Uh, so I, I think Matt Brown vulnerable to the body shot yet again. It's just not worth the investment over his career and how we've seen him you know, play out over his last few fights despite getting a win, I believe, in his his last time out. But I, I don't I don't trust either guy, but if I have to put the money, I'm going to play the favorite in Diego Lima. Do you legit get Matt Brown tweets after a Matt Brown fight? Like not as much anymore since he's kind of like lost a little bit of popularity, but he was one of the he was one of the more more popular guys going there for a while. And so, yeah, I would get stuff all the time. Congrats, uh, you know, on on wins. That was that wasn't me. Um, his <laughs> his former manager is a good buddy of mine, so I used to get uh I used to get fight. Uh, hey, this they they offered us this fight, and this you know I was like, oh, cool, you know. And every now and then I would uh, I'd play along, you sure. know, let those go. Sure, I'll show up yeah. for that. Uh, before we get to the uh, main event, which features uh, Dan Ige, which I will always remember Dan for uh, that fight during the pandemic. I had no business winning on him. <laughs> uh, in between uh, the Matt Brown fight and that main event, anything on the co-main, anything on the uh, on the three in between. Yeah, let's go to Mar- Marlon Vera and Davy Grant. I think that's a very interesting fight because, it, first off, it's a rematch between two guys uh, that fought in uh, 2016. It was a victory for Davy Grant back then. Uh, five years later, despite being on a two-fight win streak that saw him knock out two guys, and Davy Grant is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. You know, he's a submission ace of 13 wins, 11 finishes, but his last two by KO. Uh, Marlon Vera got a lot of notoriety for his victory over Sean O'Malley. During the pandemic, he lost his last time out to Jose Aldo. But this guy is also a finisher. 16 wins, 13 of them via finish. And albeit, you know, uh, a guy that at at times you question like what he's doing inside uh, the octagon. I think his game plan is going to be sound. I think Davey Grant is a little too comfortable now on the feet. That's a bad formula for a guy that's well-versed like Marlon Vera. So I think that Marlon Vera is going to get a win. I think he's going to look to exploit some leg kicks and stay away from the looping right hand uh, of a guy like Davey Grant and get a win. And actually, I think the underplays out. So I'm going to play the odds and the percentages. Both these guys, despite that, it was a unanimous decision victory for Davey Grant when they fought because he wrestled him to death. Marlon Vera is going to avoid the takedowns. Davey Grant's too comfortable on his feet. Bad formula. I get a late stoppage by Marlon Vera at some point in the second or third round. Take the under in this fight and play Marlon Vera. Get to the end of the first period there, Gil, and Montreal able to stop two different power plays mm-hmm. from the Golden Knights there in the first period. So we head to the second period scoreless. All right, let's head to the main event here, Jordan. We've got a Korean Zombie versus Danny Gay right now. Um, plus 105 on the Korean Zombie. We got Ige sitting at minus 125. The over under on four and a half rounds uh, over minus 125, under minus 106. So basically a coin flip there on will this thing go the distance or not. Uh, how you look at this uh, fight playing out in any of uh, the derivative markets maybe you're looking at? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm very big on Danny Ige, you know, despite the fact that he got exposed against Calvin Cater during the pandemic. I'm still a big fan. He's won seven of his last eight. Good boxer, good wrestling. Uh, and you know what? I, and, 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 you know, a fight he probably did lose to Edson Barboza, but he did get the win. I think this is a great matchup for him because, you know, the Korean Zabi's not going to bring anything to the table that Danny Ige hasn't seen before. It's a guy that's going to stand in front of him and also look to trade. So that's a great fight for the fans and a great fight for Danny Ige. And the Korean Zabi is now 34 years of age. He's 2-2 two two in his last four, albeit he should be 3-1. and one. He was winning that fight handily against Yair Rodriguez until he got caught by a back-spinning elbow, literally seconds remaining 
in the fight to give it uh, the victory to Rodriguez. So um, I like Ige in this fight. I just think he, that he's he's the, the, the crisper boxer. He's going to hit a little bit harder, uh, and and it's not going to he's not going to have to worry about the takedowns uh, of Chan Sung Jung. And also, Chan Sung Jung did not look good in his last fight. Uh, you know when he lost to Brian Ortega in a very high-profile fight for him. He did not look good at all in that fight, and he got outboxed by Brian Ortega. And Brian Ortega's not a boxer. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, you know, practitioner. So I'm going to side with Ige. I'm probably going to side on the over of this fight. I, I think these guys have granite chins, both of them. Neither one of them likely to get stopped. A lot of things elbow out of nowhere. So um, I'm going to take the – and, and the over would have ca- overcashed in that fight anyway. So I like the over. I like Dan Ige. That's where I'm playing tomorrow night. Jordan, thank you as always, man. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Always a pleasure, and I'll talk to you soon. And congratulations again. Jordan Sherwood, everybody. Making moves. Uh, we love Jordan. Follow him again on, on Twitter uh, with the uh, the very uh, pithy Twitter handle of Woodon1063. Uh, check him out there. Um, Russell Henley has broken through the five-under ceiling. He is now six-under through 17. One hole to play here in his second round. A one-stroke lead over Richard Bland, who is in the clubhouse. Henley trying to get to the clubhouse with the lead intact now. A little money coming in on the Hawks. Now two and a half live favorites right now as we head into the second half. Okay. Um, let's get that going. Second half about to get underway. Paul Sporer from Fangraphs will join us. Uh, talk a little baseball with us as well. Uh, I'll tell him about my Diamondbacks pick over the uh, Dodgers, and he will mock me for making it. I'm sure that's coming up as well. It's Mason's primetime action on a Friday night from the South Point. 